The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to the 750. I am your OR Joe Choa. He is your 75 two time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, and now quite literally a man of steel, the one and only Tony Casillas. TC, it's been a minute. What up? It has been a minute. And, and look, I'm so excited to be back because it seems like it's been forever since you and I have done our podcast. And yeah, I mean, some things have changed. I got some new parts in my body, uh, hopefully for the best. Uh, uh, just pull it back, the curtain back a little bit. I uh, had total knee replacement uh, about eight days ago and uh, officially have graduated to the old man because I've always been the guy that ever since if you once you get parts, you know, move to your body, then that's kind of the graduation that you're kind of giving up, <laughs> yeah. you, you know. So uh, I'm actually doing really good. I, I feel I feel really good. I'm just amazed at what medical technology, RJ, what they've been able to do. That I'm feeling this good. Sure, you um you're a pretty active dude. We talk all the time. You play a lot of golf. Uh, you're on the Peloton as we record. Actually, I mean it's a podcast, so nobody can see it but me. You're wearing a Peloton shirt, so I'm I'm sure you're you know former professional athlete. You know I'm sure you're missing your your normal routine. Have you have you gotten competitive with like? loading the dishwasher or anything no, like well, <laughs> well here's the so the, the the great thing about this is that i actually got a hall pass because really the first two weeks you're not supposed to do anything but my progression with my physical therapy and just my range of motion has moved on and you know i've got to become really impatient and i really when i say I, i'm not supposed to do anything i'm not supposed to do anything so my wife has given me this time to allow myself to not do those type of things. Uh, but it's very hard because as you know, as you start feeling better, uh, you want to continue and get more, increase your activity and those type of mm-hmm. things. And uh, I'm at the point where she's telling me, dude, you know, you, you've got to calm down. So you're not supposed to drive until like two weeks after the surgery because mm-hmm. they want to make sure you get off the narcotics, which I haven't really had to use any pain pillars. Thank God. Uh, the second, I think it was the second day I got home, third day I got home, I snuck out about 6 a.m. in the morning to go get coffee at uh, where I usually go. Sure. And she found out, and that was totally stupid. But that's the whole pride, the thing. It's like you got to have patience to let everything heal. But one of the things that's been fortunate is I've gotten a hall pass. I don't have to actually have to do anything. And I, I don't hey. feel bad about it. 
Well, I saw, um, so it's, it's been a minute since you and I spoke, um, but it's also been a long minute since we've recorded after a PJ tour event. Um, and I saw that you were watching the Charles Schwab challenge and you posted some photos. You're like, well, guess I got nothing better to do than, <laughs> uh, than sit and watch some golf. Uh, so good, good for Tony, you know, getting some time to kick back and relax. I know it can be frustrating, but um it'll be worth it and like i said i mean you know you, you've got a bionic knee now you know like watch out you know there's you're coming for people and 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 i don't know what to expect that's the thing the the, the whole narrative is like you really don't know what to expect and uh it doesn't really feel anything different than my other knee the fact that it's you know it's swollen up still and there's fluid in it but look i mean if this is if it's going to get continue to get better than it is now i mean you know the sky's the limit i, I just can't wait Right on. So, um, what did you think of uh, of Loved Mr. It. Berger? Was, yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> what did you that, think that, of Daniel Berger? Daniel Berger's win. Oh, you, you're talking about the Charles Schwab. You know what? Yeah. I, I watched the I watched the the last the the last tee shot of the uh, the playoff, and I I kind of faded out there. I mean, I love the whole concept of having sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeChambeau, uh, Rodson DeChambeau, the way he is, like, oh, dude, uh, the thick change his, uh, <laughs> his whole... He's going through uh, more changes than he, you are. Yeah, he, he's got, he looks like a cartoon character now. I mean, the guy's is, is, is just the, this physique and the way he hits the ball. And, and and not to be, I'm not trying to compare this because I don't know. I mean, he's probably doing it naturally, but it's almost like, you know, the Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire when they kind of sure. change their whole body and there's big cartoon character. This dude right here, man, looks like a freaking linebacker, and he's hitting it a mile, which I, I thought was great. But the whole watching golf and just having it live, and as you said, being able to watch it while I was mending, you know, just uh, mm-hmm. have anything else to do. I mean, I liked it. I, it was just – I don't know about you, RJ, but it seemed really different that there wasn't people in the gallery, mm-hmm. that Jim Nance was doing it in Fort Worth, and then, and then uh, Faldo was, was in, a yeah. thousand miles away. So <laughs> it had – had this little disconnect, but nevertheless, man, it was it was fun to watch. Guys were still missing birdies. Guys were still missing putts. Uh, Justin Thomas was like still hitting it out of bounds, and and I like how they had uh, was it Ricky Fowler that was mic'd up, I believe, yeah. and, and that was pretty cool. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I tell you what, an underrated element to that was. It was so nice to use my PGA Tour app on my phone and to like to, to get alerts from it. You know right. what I mean? Like because yeah. I, I like that thing was collecting dust. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, so that was cool. Um, it was interesting to see the setup uh, with with Faldo out in, in Florida and whatnot. But uh, it was very, very, very cool um, to see golf back. I, if anyone is unaware, if anyone doesn't follow golf, I know a lot of our listeners do. But Bryson DeChambeau big time golfer and he he bulked up over the quarantine um i mean and i mean i don't know how much weight he added it, it's a good 50 pounds i think it looks um, like he went from a large to a double extra large well and, and so to me it just seems like because he, he's he's thick i mean yeah. he's, you know he's just this thick burly dude now he he said he drinks five to six yeah, protein shakes yeah. a day and so i was gonna ask you um, because, and so he shows up on Thursday, the first day of the tournament, everybody's like, Whoa, you know, everybody kind of, you know, uh, freaks out. I was going to ask, like, did that ever happen to you showing up the first day OTAs, mini camps, whatever. And you were like, Whoa, Kenny Gant, you know, <laughs> like, or, or whatever. Like, did, was there ever a guy that you were like, man, you use the off season to maybe it wasn't even bulk up. Maybe it was slim down. 
but but somebody that had a dramatic change kind of like Bryson did. Well, my vivid memory is Brian Bosworth. I remember he he had left uh, at OU. He was a freshman, and I was uh, was a sophomore uh, the next year. Uh, and I guess he decided that when he came back, he left. You know, we went home for summer break. I think he left campus. It looked like he was about buck eighty five. He's probably more now, but he just just you know just this whole physical makeup. He just he looked like he was a lean dude. He came back that summer, probably about two fifty. And oh I'm thinking we're all looking around like, what the hell did he do? So that was probably the biggest change I've ever seen in a person from a short period of time. You know, DeChambeau, uh, uh, it's been what it was what three months they've been off and he put on yeah. a lot. Of it. But you know, Brian was just more this like this dude, man. He was like huge and running faster and just, I mean, just lean muscles everywhere. And we're like, hmm, how'd he get that way? But that's probably the only an athlete that I'd ever noticed that made that big of a shift and change in really a short period of time was Brian. Okay. Well, that's a good answer. Yeah. I think that's one that I think a lot of people can identify with and can, can <laughs> yeah. see. Um, but uh, I don't know if if, uh, if the boss was still driving at like 320 like Bryson was. I mean, you know, that's that's maybe their one difference between the two of well, them. Well, he was but. driving something else and that was, <laughs> was running backs. But I mean, not not that, that dude to me. And, you know, and, and you and I love golf, but isn't that's kind of like things you like to watch about a guy just going up there, just this big dude and you know, says, I'm going to hit the ball. I'm going to come back. I'm going to be yeah. bigger and stronger. I'm going to out drive everyone. Well, he's done that. I mean, he's out driving guys by 50 yards, you know? What do you think? Because, like, to to use the golf analogy, distance off the tee changes everything, right? Like, that, that 50 more yards yeah. really changes. You, you know, you go from your 9-9 to your pitching wedge on your approach shot or whatever. Um, and so what do you think that is in football? Like, like what's what's the – What's the football version of distance off the tee, like that level of advantage? Well, I, I think for me, when you so if you compare it, let's 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 just compare it with when in timing and in your speed. I mean, you you can go from like a four six to a four four. I mean, that's that's yeah. huge. In in golf, uh, you know, the comparison, you know, the, the fact that you carry it so far and you're able to just being a range. And I think for me personally, and I think everyone else, when you talk about football, I mean, is, is that I'm going to do something different than I, you, you, you really associate with, with weights. I think that's a great barometer because when mm -hmm. you're weight room and you're lifting, you go from uh let's just use like you're squatting 500, you know, and I go to a 600 squat. I mean, that's huge because, you know, you, you feels, I mean, you feel invincible, RJ. You feel strong. I mean, like you, you're talking about just you can just do things you didn't think you did before in right. a confidence level. I think for yeah. me as a player, knowing that I don't have to struggle anymore because I don't think about it because this is what I can do and I, I've done it. And it's like when you're young and when you're a powerlifter, when you're strong and, you know, your your job is to go be, you know, deliver appliances. And, you know, I, I'm thinking I remember back in the day whenever I thought I'd go – you know, I, I didn't need a forklift because I was a forklift because I could pick it off the refrigerator off and move myself. That's how strong it was. But I think for golf, especially, I think it's more of an ego thing. Sure. I think that guys want to hit the ball. I mean, they'll say that, but I mean, some guys can't hit it as long as other guys. But if you're that strong and that capable, I mean, to me, I mean, there's something about saying, look, I'm the longest driver on the PGA Tour. Sure. Or, uh, I, yeah, or I'm, like the, I'm the best running back. I'm, I'm, or I'm the uh, you're the best pass rusher. I mean, it's a statistic that really no. just kind of lines you up with what 
your, you know, your, your, your capability and, and really kind of a status, status symbol. I agree. I think like everybody knows Dustin Johnson because he's, you know, he's Dustin, you know, like he's, he's the longest driver on tour or whatever. Um, I want to, but, really- but he doesn't look like, no, for sure. He doesn't look like this big, strong dude. Like, damn, I'm going to go up there. I'm going to eat the ball. Just freaking right. get, you know what I'm uh, saying? But hold up. Wait a minute. So you've lifted a fridge on yeah. your own. Yeah. Like, Maybe that's would, what's wrong with my knee. <laughs> well, not anymore. But, maybe, maybe, but well, like, I mean, I, I mean yeah. compounding a lot of things I've done. Yeah. Wow. I mean, hold I, But how did you, like, did you get like a strap? Like what, what went uh, into I was just a big, dumb country dude from Tulsa. No, I, I just, I had a summer job at Jay's Appliance Store in Norman, Oklahoma. And I was the strongest dude on the OU football team. And I, so, you know, to me, it was fun. It's like, okay. I, and I just remember <laughs> feeling how strong it was. Like, you know, your ligaments were made of like titanium. And just like, okay, well, hey, uh, we need a forklift. I said, no, no, we don't. Tony, Tony's come got over this. Here. Pick it up. I'm like, oh, I'm strong, big and strong. Look at me, man. The Dude, that's that was kind of empowering, you know, when you're, yeah. when you're 21 years old and, Dude, you can – it's like seeing someone pick up the back end of a car. You don't um, see that too often. You mentioned Norman. <laughs> I saw Gerald McCoy posted on his Instagram story. He was training. It looked like he was training um, on the Oklahoma rugby field. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and so he's, you know, I guess a popular place for Oklahoma defensive tackles. Well, it is. It's a popular place because, believe it or not, and I know we'll get in our podcast because we got a lot to talk about with – What's going on with the you know COVID nineteen? That's hit a lot. You know, a couple NFL teams, especially the Cowboys. But um, the reason why that there's so much association with rugby football with the rugby field for the for the football team is because when they when they built the the, the new part of the south end zone, uh, and this was more of a campus uh, project and building dorms. Mm-hmm. So the south end is that's where the practice field is. Well, uh, David Bourne at the time was a president, decided he wanted to build as much this, you know, living space on campus. I mean, really just, really just kind of old, old uh, school and this really historical looking buildings, you know, kind mm-hmm. of blend in. Well, he built it up to about 10 floors. Well, unfortunately that overlooked the practice field. So mm. what, what do people do when they watch practice? They mm. take their phones out, RJ, they record it and they go live. And so they, they did, did away with having practice there. So then they had to move, start moving the practice out to the rugby fields, which is probably about a mile or two miles off campus. Okay. Well, see, like I, when I saw Gerald post that, I was like, you know, why would he be training? I thought it was just like, he liked the scenery, but I get what you're saying. Like he wanted yeah, to make sure. He's been on that field before probably. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, you know, that's an insider tip. Only a sooner legend would know that. So that's pretty cool. Um, you mentioned it. Um, we found out yesterday, or we're recording on Tuesday for anybody listening later. Uh, we found out on Monday that Ezekiel Elliott is among the Cowboys players that have tested positive for COVID-19. Um, the report was several players, several is obviously a, an ambiguous term, could mean two, could, you know, whatever. Uh, we started to hear reports that there were two players at the time of this conversation. We don't know who anybody else is that has tested positive other than Zeke. Um, at the time of this conversation, professional baseball is struggling to come back, although that's for non-COVID reasons. Um, the PJ Tour has come back. Uh, international soccer has started to come back. Um, we're starting to you know, get close at the very least, it, it seems, to the NBA returning. Um, I, I don't, you know, we've heard that the NFL has a plan uh, for six feet, you know, protocols in the locker rooms and things like that. But then 
the number one thing people say is, okay, that's fine, but it's literally a context board. Like, how, how are you going to – We there was also a report, Tony, on Monday – that Oakley is um you ever have Oakley shades? You ever have a pair of oh, nice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've lost uh, a couple few pairs also. Yeah. yeah I'm times. sure I'm sure that there's a, a couple of TC Oakley pairs in, in different rivers oh, across yeah. the state oh, of yeah. Texas. But um they're apparently working on some I don't know if they're face shields or or you know visors or things like that, but they're working on something um to go along with a helmet, obviously to uh, prevent uh, prevent the spread of germs in that. Uh, regard kind of like a like a mask for a football helmet i suppose um what are your thoughts on on, on the practicality of all this i guess well I, I when i first heard that uh i i read that and you and you you mentioned it um uh, you say several i mean what you know what what does that mean does that mean two does that mean you know when you hear multiple you think of a bigger number and and, uh, and by the way, it was reported that the Cowboys and the Texans, they were named um, in this report as well, followed all necessary protocols and, and whatnot. So we know the Cowboys have been wise uh, with the situation that they are dealing with. Yeah. And HIPAA, I mean, there's a patient uh, confidentiality as far as you can release that information. And and I just started thinking, how in the hell are they going to do this? I mean, how are they going to, you know, uh, this disease that has no vaccination that no one knows anything about uh, this, you know, this enemy, I mean, how are they going to maintain it and how are they going to keep everything in a bubble? And, you know, these are guys that aren't even in the building yet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there hasn't really been any structured sports or guys around and, and, you know, what is it going to take if, if, if one guy gets infected, does that mean that two or three other guys are getting infected? And, and also this, if you look, you know, basketball and, you know, Hockey and all these sports are getting ready to start up. I mean, what happens? I mean, it's not like uh, the flu where you give them a flu vac, you know, give them you know, a Tamiflu or treat it the flu. Mm-hmm. Maybe two in two weeks or a couple of days, or you can play through it. Uh, then you're good to go. Now with COVID nineteen, I mean, what does that mean? Are you are you shutting them down for two weeks? I mean, how does that affect everyone else? I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say, RJ, is that. It is going to be damn interesting to see what they decide to do to try to, again, just kind of keep everything in a cocoon, if you can, without it getting outside of that, because that's impossible. I mean, you're going to have to change your lifestyle. I mean, there's a lot of things that you're going to have to give up to make this work. And and, and look, if you're an athlete or you want it to work, because obviously you're not going to miss game checks or you're you're going to get paid for it. And the NFL is going to pay TV contracts. But it's going to be interesting to see what how they're going to maintain this and how they're going to keep it in control. So I say this all the time, you know, every time we talk about this or I talk about this um, and I know I speak for you here. We are not doctors. I know that's hard to believe. We're not scientists. Um, you know, I, I think this is. This is one of those subjects. Well, there's that a lot all... of people out there that, that think they are. <laughs> sure. But we're we're just we're, we're, heart. we're, we're taking the information we've learned from people much smarter than us. Um, and in my own personal estimation, I view we talk about golf a lot, but golf is one of the safest sports, it seems, 
um, to play here because you don't have to have any physical interaction with anybody. Um, you can you can technically play a round of golf without touching anybody. You cannot play a game of football without touching anybody. You cannot play a game of basketball seemingly without touching anybody. You cannot play soccer. And that's why, you know, we've heard, you know, they want to put the NBA in a bubble and things like that. Because I suppose if you put everybody in and everybody's, you know, clean and whatnot and, and uh, not infected and doesn't test positive, then everything's good. But what we have not seen yet, because we have seen some sports return. We've seen golf return right now. We've seen soccer on some level. The NBA is coming back and baseball is a whole different thing. But the question becomes, what happens if somebody tests positive in week three of the regular season? You know, like what do you just lose that player? You know, like what that, those are the questions that we all have. Um, what happens if an NBA player tests positive once they tip off in Orlando? You know what I mean? What happens if. And, and again, I know I'm going, this is the same question, but we get to the Masters in November and a PJ Tour test positive. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're now, now it's even more complicated because now you are affecting the potential results because, you know, you're, and, and Zeke, you know, Zeke is a superstar in the NFL. And so that's part of why this is a, a large talking point this week. Obviously, we've seen other NFL players test positive. Von Miller tested positive. Other big superstars, Kevin Durant and things like that. But yeah, I mean, that that's a fair question. Like what happens if this happens when football is actually being played and I think the thing, Tony, is we knew this would happen, right? We knew that eventually a player would test positive. And so none of this is breaking news. Um, obviously, it's not ideal. And it goes without saying we hope that Zeke is doing well. Um, but I, I just I don't know this. We're at the point now where we're having to ask these questions and we don't have any answers. Well, I mean, if we're going to open it up and, you know, especially here in Texas with the governor, Greg Abbott, I mean, I think that they're a little bit more. Uh, proactive and getting things opened up just because of just the economy and things that, and look, you know, you look at the, the, the statistics of every, you know, the, the COVID-19 and who it affects. I mean, obviously the, the mortality, that's the thing that you worry, you worry about. And, and I think we're all aware of all that, but um, you know, I, I think that this is something we're going to have to deal with from now on until there's a vaccine, until there's a way that we, you know, can hit this head on. And, and, if we want to just work under the parameters and realize that the liability and everything that goes along with that, if we're willing to say, it's like, you know, you go out to a restaurant now, you go to, you know, where I live. I mean, you can go to a restaurant here and there's people, the server's not wearing masks. People aren't mm -hmm. practicing social distancing, but you go to Dallas, it's totally different. So I think it's what everybody's, comf you know, comfortability is and the, the liability and everything. But I mean, you mentioned golf, uh, RJ, and I think that golf can be played clinically. And I think when I, that's a good, when I think of what I've watched, it looked more clinically, more clinical because just the, the, there's no one out there. Right. There's not guys interacting. It's not like, you know, football and all these the physical sports, basketball, where you're, you know, you're banging and you're, you're trading, you know, like right, you're, right. saliva and, you know, you're sweating and you're breathing. Yeah, in, no, you're, you know? you're, so you're heaviest competitor. Not, yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're on it's the green clinical. together. And, I, totally. and I think, I think golf is, you, you can do that because of that, because you, there, you can practice social distancing uh, because you can limit the, the number of amount of people that are out there. They're going to be exposed to each other. Um, I'm not a lawyer either. Um, so I, we have, we've established, I'm not a doctor, not a scientist, <laughs> not a lawyer. Um, you mentioned HIPAA. So Zeke was seemingly pretty pissed off, um, about this. 
Uh, he tweeted HIPAA, which was Zeke kind of saying, yo, what the hell? How is my medical information out there? Yeah. For, a, for a minute, people were accusing his agent of uh, kind of leaking this story. Zeke later added that his – so Ian Rappaport and Tom Pellicer were the first to report that Zeke Elliott tested positive. Ian Rappaport cited Zeke's agent um, in his report, and so that's where everybody was coming from. But Zeke added that his agent only confirmed the news, uh, did not break the, the news. And so there's either a medical professional somewhere or somebody associated with the Dallas Cowboys that broke this news. You have lived that life. Um, and very oftentimes, uh, obviously, COVID-19 is a different thing, but we hear about the medical status of people all the time, right? Like, oh, so-and-so's knee, so-and-so's foot, so-and-so's whatever arm, you know, they're going to miss this game, whatever the case may be. Um, what What's that like to have the world know about your medical history? Like, like, did you ever, I know you, it, 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 there wasn't social media, but did you ever like, I don't know, go to the barber shop and somebody was like, hey, Tony, how's the knee or whatever? And you were like, whoa, how, how'd you even know about that? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, there's, there's a certain amount of privacy when it comes to your health and it mm -hmm. depends on what you're dealing with. Um, you know, I think a knee is just part of the game as far as just the, I mean, that's an injury that's easily associated with, and it's common in, in a sport. So it's not a big deal. But I think when you start talking about, uh, you know, something that's a little bit more intimate uh, that personally you don't want people to know, and that being maybe COVID-19 or mm -hmm. some disease, I mean, it's not something you want people to know about. And they should know about that. But for some well, reason, there's, there's if, always... If you want to tell people, yeah, but it, wanna, the point is gonna, it's up to you. If yeah. I'm going to come out on social media and say, look, I just got diagnosed with COVID-19, I'm fine. Yeah, okay. that's up. That's your decision. Sure. But, oh. if, if, but if it's someone that found out because of the you know, client, the, 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 you know, the, uh, the, you know, the, the, the client, uh, you know, as far as uh, yeah, disclosure, then that's sure. another thing. You can't, you know, that's a, you know, that's your, your right. And, and people... The only people you can have the uh, have read, you know, the people that have record, uh, you're part of your record, excuse me, is people you delegate that for. Right. So, I mean, I would be pissed off if someone found out that I had had something that I didn't want anybody to know because that's more personal. And and some things you just share with maybe people close to your family members or whoever that may be that you don't want the whole world to know. You mentioned uh, family members. Zeke's mom added in a tweet um, that she and his sister were also tested and they came back negative and they got tested because they found out somebody they had come in contact with. I don't know if it was physical contact or whatever, uh, but had tested positive. So it's, it's one of those things, right? You find out, oh, you know, I was in the same room as so-and-so. They got it. So let me get tested, whatever. Um, but again, hopefully, Z well, I'll tell you, I know I, I'll, I'll make this known right now. I, I, I do not have it cause I got tested before my surgery. So I'm good. Wow. So that was that part <laughs> of it actually? Yeah. I, oh yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So my surgery was on Monday. So I had to do my COVID-19 test on Thursday. So I got my test results on Saturday. They sent it to me electronically. Yeah. Before, so, the Saturday before your surgery. Your yeah. Surgery. Which was wow. on Monday. So hypothetically if you had had it you wouldn't have been able to have oh, no, surgery. no wow. no 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 my uh incidentally coincidentally uh my uh the guy i play golf with he's an oral surgeon and um we're we scheduled you know i played a lot of golf before prior to my surgery so he was supposed to he couldn't play this so he sends us a text hey i'm in i'm like well you're in i thought you had to do surgery come to find out one of his patients oh, tested wow. positive for COVID 19 so 
you know, it was a five hour case. It got canceled. So now, I mean, they, they take every precaution against it. And then actually going into the hospital, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to, you know, they take your temperature, you got to wear the mask. I mean, so there is a lot of, a lot of things that, that they do to, to make sure that it's a safe place uh, to do business. I think, um, and I'm just, you know, guessing here. I mean, we're, we're just kind of hypothesizing. Maybe that's how st- how information leaks out, right? I mean, because you find, you know, a guy's saying, oh, this, whatever. You know what I mean? Like people texting, whatever. Um, so but I mean, I'm who- surprised, though, that, that if, if he did not acknowledge that and if that's Seriously. something he didn't authorize that they found out, someone found I mean, I mean, whoever did that, I mean, I'm, I, I would think that there's got to be some, you know, some disciplinary yeah, uh, things I, I, going down because I mean that information should not get out. People were equating it to um, the night of Jason Pierre Paul's uh, firework accident. I think it was Adam Schefter. I could be wrong, but I'm pre- I'm pretty certain he had. I think it was a photo of uh, JPP's like medical document that night. People, I remember like Twitter that night. That was the same night. Uh, there was two Deon- guys that, that had accidents. That's during Fourth of July, right? That's and it was it was the same, or is it maybe not the same night, but the same week? Yeah. That, that DeAndre Jordan um, backed out on the Mavericks, and so like it was a really wild week on Twitter. I remember that. Uh, but yeah, people were like, how did you get this report? Like that was like, that was all Twitter was like, how could you, cause it w- it's one thing to get the information. You know what I mean? It's a whole nother thing to get a photo of the like actual literal medical document. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, you know, and in that case, like there's a medical professional involved. So, um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, we, uh, don't know honestly. I mean, what's going to happen with the preseason and whatnot? I I don't think we have spoken uh, or done a seven five zero since we know Tony that training camp will be in Frisco and not in right. Oxnard. Um, but what do you what do you make of that? I mean, there's a lot of thoughts on like, would you be fine training at home or, or, well, or, I think, or I think tra- it's having training camp and st- getting to sleep in your own bed? Would that well, be okay I, with you? I think that uh, there's uh, there's two good you know two parts to it. I think one you you get away and you get to build some camaraderie, get, you know, get your mind on everything off everything and not be a distraction. I think that's good for the first couple of weeks. Um, you know, it's not a physically violent uh, aspect of training camp anymore. So that's not a really an, an issue. Um, and especially thousand Oaks where the weather's like average is like 75 degrees. So that's not a big deal. Um, but again, I think the times in which we're practicing, uh, social distancing and being safe. This is the only way that we could, you know, they could make it work to just keep mm-hmm. everything in house and, and quarantine everybody. Um, I mean, I, again, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, where they have, I, mean, I, I guess if they have training camp, I mean, you can go back, you know, go back and forth. And if you're able to, I know some, you know, some teams that have training camp in their, in, in their city, you know, they stay at a hotel for a couple of weeks just to make right. sure everyone is, is, uh, you know, there's some cohesiveness and just to get things together. I mean, it's interesting this year, Mike McCarthy's first year as a head coach, um, you know, how that whole transition and how that's going to work and getting everybody back. Cause I mean, this team has not been together uh, since they had a new head coach. So um, I, I think it's going to be good uh, and bad. I think for me, I look, I, I thought it was good to, to get away for some time, but look, as you mentioned, it's nice to be in your own bed, sure. be in your own environment and not you know be away from home or family or whatever that may be for a long period of time 
Um, as we're recording this, Tony, I saw a tweet um, that and these these questions and these topics are, are going to pop up. The tweet this I'm just going to read it exactly. It says with Ezekiel Elliott testing positive for COVID-19, it brings up a conversation in regards to sports betting during the season. What if a star player tests positive late in the week or even pregame? Betters might be inclined to wait until game day. This is a whole different topic, and I don't want to get into sports betting, you know. But that goes back to you know what I, what I was saying earlier. Like, you know, what if what if it's Eagles Week, you know, <laughs> like or, or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, there there are a million questions to to ask, and that's I mean, people keep saying, oh, you know, I'm sure you know you've got friends, I've got friends, everybody's got friends that that offer their opinions. Oh, sports this, sports are coming back, sports are coming back, whatever. But it it feels so it feels so hard to imagine what football season could look like. Um, last Friday, um, I, so I guess right before you were getting ready for the surgery, there was a report that Governor Abbott in, here in the state of Texas had met with athletic directors uh, across the state and said that having 50% of fans in college football stadiums this fall was highly unlikely. Um, so have you, what, have you just kind of accepted that, that it's going to be a really weird football season? I feel like, well, well yeah. And, and my son was in last weekend uh, and he's a uh, university of Texas alum. And we're talking about, he's, he, I guess he got something uh, from the, from the university that only season ticket holders will be allowed to go to the game. And I'm thinking, well, how many, how many, Fans would that be? He said something like 30,000 season ticket holders. I'm like, it's got to be more than that. But, um, but think about this. I mean, especially if you look at UT, which is a stadium. I think they're they're adding on yeah. over a hundred thousand people. Mm-hmm. There's only going to be fifty thousand people there. That place will look <laughs> vacant, right? Um, yeah, I, I, it's 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 good. I mean, it's good the fact that you can at least have that many there. It's bad because. Uh, it's going to take it suck a little bit more energy out of the out of the building, mm-hmm. but it's better than no fans at all. I would take the fact the the notion if you could have 25 percent of the fans there as opposed to no fans there, um, but still then you're still there's still a risk that you're those twenty five thousand people there they're going to have a higher risk of you know of, uh, of getting coronavirus. So um, I think it's like one of these uh, trial and error things. It really is. When was the last time in your football life that you played a game with almost no fans in attendance? Gosh, I had to go back. I can't remember that far back. <laughs> I was uh, fourth grade. Oh, I mean, wow. I've never really uh, high school. I mean, I, I mean. I guess for some, for some people to. it'd be high school. Yeah, that, that might yeah, be the yeah. But, I, I, yeah, I think high school. I mean, yeah, and there was no one there compared to as oh, yeah, I played I mean, college you, football. Yeah, once you got to college, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, um, but even at that, everything's relative at that point. In high school, think about it. You're playing high school football. I mean, high school yeah, football I, in Texas is huge. For sure. I mean, there's, yeah. no, there's no big deal to get 20,000, 30,000 fans at a high school football game. No, for like, and if you're in high school, I mean, unless you're like, especially if you're in Texas, <laughs> right? We 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 call high school football. Yeah. But we 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 specifically choose a game of the week, and we right. go we go to one of the specialty stadiums, so it's it's always a big crowd. But like, you know, your average high school, uh, I mean, even but like to your point, it's all relative. That like, if like 500 people are there when you're in high school, that's like the whole world. You know what yeah. I mean? You're right. you're like right. the whole world's that's, here. You absolutely. Know? That's so, you're you're used. That's what you're used to. Um, man, that's just, 
Um, we're in. For and there's so many. There, there's so many unanswered scenarios. There's so many. Uh, you know, you try to speculate, and and it's. I think it's just like you're moving parts, RJ. You really don't know what you know what the future holds and how to to deal with it and how you know it's going to work out because we're so used to just doing everything freely. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I mean, um, it's it's strange. I mean, like it's it's strange, like you know. Um, I don't know, like bumping elbows, you know what I mean? Things like that. Like, you know, you're just forgetting habits, you know what I mean? And, and whatever, I mean, but it's, it's also, I don't want to say it's not strange, but like, it's been three months now, you know what I mean? It's so weird that we're like used to it. And it's so weird that in so many ways, and I think that that's maybe what this, the, the Zeke news brought uh, or, or stirred up for a lot of people was it feels like, okay, we're three months into this. We should know a lot more now than we did back in March. But in many ways, it feels we don't like, know anything. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels like we haven't really accomplished, you know, a lot. And again, we're, we're not the, the medical professionals or anything like that, but it just, it can feel like that sometimes. And I think the reason it feels like that is because of the Zeke news, we do have all these questions, right? And it feels like we should have more answers, although we maybe have more questions. But um, that's well, just even kind of the, the people, the experts don't have the answers. I mean, mm-hmm. and I think that that's the unfortunate thing about the media and the information we get. I mean, it's, I mean, you don't know what to believe. The statistics. I mean, is it is it people in assisted living homes? Is it? I mean, what age group is it? I mean, I really doesn't really shouldn't matter. The mm-hmm. point is, is that the some of the stuff may be a little bit more misleading, but bottom line, it's something that we got to deal with. I mean, it's a serious matter. And, um, you know, if you look at the financial ramifications our country has faced and everything that's gone along, I, mean, I, I even, you know, I, I, I read something, I, uh, someone tweeted something out about if, uh, about, uh, NFL, as far as, you know, the NFL PA talking about how they may have to change things because if they don't allow fans or, you know, if this thing is manipulated, we're talking about $3 billion difference in this collective bargaining agreement. So there's so many things that, that, that are at stake. Yeah. That's for me. And I mean, again, there are so many, you know, elements to this that isn't that doesn't even cover it but it feels like you start thinking about one thing right like one walk of life and we could we could sit here and talk about golf right and we could come up with like five thousand questions and each one of those five thousand questions would have like five different mm-hmm. sub questions yeah. and that's just the world of golf and we could do football you know what I mean? we could do anything we could do any profession any walk of life there's just so many questions right now um that you know it, it can be difficult but um, hopefully we get some, some knowledge, hopefully we get some answers and that's kind of where we're at. Um, Tony, before we leave, um, who wins, um, who wins the RBC this week? Well, that same plane is going to be traveling from Fort Worth. Oh, that's right. To... They're taking the, yeah. like the charter flight or whatever, right? With all the players and caddies. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, and you heard about how if they, if they don't go on the same plane, they got to, if they're on their own, they got to go there and take a take another test. So uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it, to me, if that same Phil, it, and that's the thing about it, you really, it, it's the same cast of characters this week. I mean, you had Jordan, yeah. Jordan still struggling with some of the things he had last year. Roy's still the guy that, you know, seems can't close the deal. I mean, the guys have been off for three months, but they've been practicing and it's still, you know, 
is, is happened this last week. And it was a new person that we hadn't heard about. When's, when's a, a big tournament? And I think the fact that these guys are still they're getting getting to play, again, they're earning a, being able to earn a paycheck um, is tremendous. And I think for the fans, the golf world, and everyone, it's something we can watch and be, you know, interested in for a certain period of time during the day. Mm-hmm. Well, pick a name. Who uh, I'm going to go with Roy, Roy McElroy. Man, I wanted to take Roy. Um, you always take Roy. That's your boy. I'll take Justin Thomas. I'll okay. do that. Um, I saw a commercial for his, like, I guess he's got, like, a bourbon now. Or, or I don't know if it's a bourbon or a whiskey, but he has his own um, his own label. or his Who, own, JT? Yeah, his own, like, collection. And so, yeah, he seems like – he looks like a bourbon guy. Um, so, I'll, yeah, I'll take JT. Well, okay. Uh, we'll be back. Though, I like it when he hit the one out of bounds. And did you see uh, the one out uh, That was great. He's um, – he That it is was, freaking so far. Yeah. <laughs> he's a uh, funny dude, man. He's got a lot, like, of, a lot of the personality for some guy that really doesn't look that personable. He's, I, I'm telling you, like, he's... he's starting to wear on me. He, he's the, I don't want to say the future, that's a way too, like, broad term, but he he gets it. You know what I mean? Like, he he knows how to how to handle himself and, and how to, you know, how to do everything right. And so, uh, I'm a fan. But, um, but yeah, and he had, he had Nick Saban. out like that. Yeah, and he had Nick Saban. Nick Saban backs Justin Thomas. You know, if you disagree with Justin Thomas, you disagree with Nick Saban. There and you so, go. I mean, um, yeah, they, the tide sticks together. Uh, Tony, we'll be back next week. Everybody stay safe. We'll see you soon. This was the 750.